4: to Super Bowl Saturday, Fox Sports Saturday. I'm Alex Curry here with Carmen Vitale. Thank you for spending your Saturday afternoon with Carmi and me. Uh, We just got back from Vegas. We did. We spent the entire week with all of the craziness and the amazingness. And I, I mean, let me just like paint the scene here a little. Like this is- If that's possible. It's the perfect and the craziest place to have a Super Bowl. Yes. In Vegas. The first time the Super Bowl has ever been in Vegas. And it was a wild time. And I mean, it's going to get even crazier today. It will reach peak madness tomorrow.
5: Tomorrow. Although, I don't know. Last night, I I had FOMO. We we left yesterday, and I had so much FOMO.
4: It was, it's a time, man. If you live close and want to drive out to Vegas and experience the madness of Super Bowl, so do it. It's everywhere. It's in the streets. It's in the casinos. It's leading up to the game. It is going to be beautiful madness. And we're going to take you all through it today. We're going we're gonna to break it all down. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there at unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Now, as I said, we've got an epic show lined up for you today. We're going to talk all things Super Bowl. We have the Kansas City Chiefs senior team reporter Matt McMullen joining us at the bottom of the hour to break down all things Chiefs. Yes. Then we have Dave Hellman, the host of NFL and Fox Podcast joining us in hour two to break down both the teams. And we have producer Patrick Suica, did I say it right?
6: You did say it Yeah!
4: Right. You Love guys, it. I big on making sure I uh, yeah. uh just crush names. You do. okay? We want to make sure that goes well. We have Patrick with us today, our technical producer, Chris Perfett, and Martin Weiss at the news desk. But, guys, let's get started with the big game tomorrow because we have officially made it to the Super Bowl, and it has been 155 days since week one of kickoff. 284 games played <laughs> this season so far. 852 hours of football, and it all leads to... To tomorrow. This is what dreams are made of. This is where dynasties. we bust out from uh, the Liz McGuire movie. Five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred minutes. I know. I kind of. I that. don't even know if that was like the right number, but like that's what I was thinking about when I was putting all of this together. I feel really good about it. Um, but it's just crazy. Like when you when you really like think about what tomorrow means to every single person involved in the game, yeah. from the coaches. To the players, to
5: the front office, to the front office, to the the business side of those organizations, the training
4: staff, yes, literally every single person involved in this process. Tomorrow is what you dream about. Mm -hmm. It's what dreams are made of. It's where you create dynasties. If the Chiefs win tomorrow, they are officially a dynasty with three. Uh, It came from Patrick Mahomes. He said three, three rings is what you need to be considered a dynasty, and I'm, I'm with you, Patrick. But okay, we have a rematch, a Super Bowl rematch the Chiefs the reigning Super Bowl champs the 49ers a team that's been favored in every single game this season and the last time that these teams faced each other in the Super Bowl was 2020 Tw- Chiefs yes Chiefs yes, won the 2019
5: season in yes. Miami
4: yep kind of the, the last big event before the world shut down
5: <laughs> it was honestly uh-huh. and I, I might have gotten COVID that week because I, I think, was there
4: too. <laughs> I'm pretty sure everyone did everyone had, there was a Fox oh Sports Super Bowl so everyone came home with that with that uh-huh. Chiefs won the game Thirty-one twenty. They still had Tyreek Hill. Yes, they did. The 49ers also, though, look very different. They had Jimmy G as their quarterback. Mm-hmm. They did not have the
5: Offensive Player of the Year, Christian McCaffrey, or Brandon Ayuk, or Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. They had a rookie, Debo Samuel. Yeah. And a rookie, Dre Greenlaw. And a rookie, Nick Bosa. Uh-huh. These are all rookies. They were yeah. all bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, fresh faces. They, they've, they've seen some things now. Oh, they are ready.
4: They are ready. <laughs> so how did we get back here? to this Super Bowl rematch. Okay, let's start with the reigning the reigning champs, right? Mm-hmm. The Kansas City Chiefs, cuz towards the end of the regular season, I don't think many people besides Chiefs fans and like maybe the Chiefs staff and the team had them penciled in to go to the Super Bowl. They were 7 and 2 heading into their bye week and then went 4 and 4 the rest of the season. Yeah. Pretty average. Mm-hmm. Plus all the other powerhouse teams in the AFC having as strong of a season as they were having, it felt like this was going to be someone else's year. Right? It's Lamar him. Jackson having his MVP season. Josh Allen willed his team to the postseason. To the postseason. Full right. transparency. I bi- I picked the Bills and the Ravens to beat Kansas City jokes on me. <laughs> like, literally jokes on me. Never bet against the Kansas City Chiefs in the postseason. No, but if there matter. was ever... A season.
5: Oh, oh, yeah. The AFC looked going into the season. All we talked about was how the the field in the AFC looked so much tougher than the one in the NFC. Yeah, and how this was going. They were all going to kind of cannibalize each other, and they were going. and And that happened honestly in the AFC West, where the Chiefs had really bad losses to both the Broncos and the Raiders. Yeah. At different times during the season and you were like they did not look the chiefs did not look unstoppable this year no this was their down year to.
4: yes this was a down year for them like not only the- for the chiefs but patrick mahomes oh yeah they led the league in drops in crucial moments game changing moments mm-hmm. that they lost the oh game. i think that
5: mvs drop uh against the eagles is still like living rent-free in most Chiefs. haunting fans.
4: haunting my brain That's- Yes. I also pick, I was like really high on the Eagles all season, so that was... I, know.
5: I think a lot of, oh, all of us were, because the NFC was, again, supposed to be very weak. It, yeah. Gosh. And then
4: Mahomes had his l- lowest passer rating since he took over the full-time starting job yeah. in Kansas City. But once we got to the playoffs, you guys, the Chiefs are ine- inevitable. They are inevitable. It just... They are the all... Infinity
5: Stone. They are, they are Thanos. They are the NFL's Thanos.
4: I love that so much. They are. As um, a Marvel fan, huge. Oh, yeah. Guys, I... Love, I've watched every single Marvels movie. I, yeah, they, they are really, inevitable. They are. Like, it's just, it's what it is. I mean, they went on the road for the first time in Mahomes' postseason career, one in Buffalo, one in Baltimore, against two of the top quarterbacks. Convincingly, too. Absolutely, absolutely insane. The playoffs are like a completely different season. And this is what everyone has to remember, okay? Right. It's a fresh start. And this is where the Chiefs come alive and they thrive. What impressed you most about what the Chiefs did just kind of in this postseason run? to get here, back
5: to the Super Bowl. Well, you talked about how they had the highest drop rate by their wide receivers. They had a 6.9% drop rate, so that means they dropped 44 of Patrick Mahomes' passes. So his down passer rating, his all of that, you have to take with a grain of salt because it all stemmed oh. from the fact that it was his receiving core. He was hitting them right in the hands. Like, it was in the hands, in the Mahomes hands, is no less chest. accurate than he has been no. all his entire career, his entire, what is it, six-year career now. Yeah. Uh, what impressed me the most, though, was the fact that they maneuvered their way through it. And this is what Andy Reid is known for. Yeah. This is what Patrick Mahomes is known for. You look at his safety blanket is Travis Kelsey. Yes, Travis Kelsey had five receiving touchdowns this season. I mean he he wasn't a hundred percent. No, he was not a hundred percent. But then, yeah, you get to the postseason. Oh, this is where they th- come these guys, alive. <sighs> they switch into a different gear. They really do. Andy Reid starts trotting out stuff that he hasn't shown all season. And Patrick Mahomes Jeff and Travis picks. Kelsey have three touchdown connections now in the postseason. When he had, what, but, he had five, five in the, the entire season?
4: season and right. Three, and he has had, he's insane. had three
5: and two games. Of yes. post, or in, in, yeah, two games. Because they had the bye. Or no, they didn't have the bye. Two, three and yeah. three games. Dolphins. Um, yes. Yeah. And so he's had three this postseason. And they finally look like the Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey that we're used to seeing. Yeah. On top of the fact you now have Rasheed Rice, who is their wide receiver one. He is a rookie this year. Yeah. So... Obviously, that was going to take a little while, especially when he has to rise to the occasion Mm -hmm. and he has to gain experience. He has to figure out his leverage. He has to figure out how these NFL defensive backs are going to play him. Yeah. And he has to learn the nuances of Patrick Mahomes. That is what makes Travis and Patrick so dangerous together, is that you cannot take your eyes off Travis Kelsey if you are defending him. No. Because Patrick Mahomes is acutely aware of where he is on the field Mm -hmm. at all times. Travis doesn't run routes. No, he doesn't you, run routes that, you're found, that are found on the route tree. No, he's
4: literally making it up as he, he goes. He, it up. he talked about it after that crazy, like falling down catch. Yes, he said I was like I wasn't in the right spot. I look at I look at Mahomes. Uh, I'm like yeah. I have to catch this for him. I have somehow have to figure out a way just right. to catch this. And he for somehow
5: him. found a way to hang in the air for like three <laughs> seconds while a defender is already on yeah. him and just snatch that ball. It was
0: beautiful. It was it was poetic.
5: This is what. They do, and it's what makes yeah. them so hard to defend. Yes. And Luke Keekley, actually, on uh, up in Adams, our friend Kay Adams, yes. on her show, he talked about as he, you know, he, longtime linebacker in the NFL, wonderful, great, one of the smartest linebackers that ever plays. He's like, it is as simple and as hard as just making sure you never take your eyes off Travis Kelsey. You cannot, you have to have eye discipline, you have yeah. to stick with him like glue. Man to man. 10 <laughs> seconds after the play has yeah. started. 10 seconds after the play has broken down, it does not matter. Patrick Mahomes can find him. You need to stay on him. And that's what is carrying the Chiefs right now. That's it what's going to ch- carry them into the Super Bowl. Yeah, That is why I did not pick against the Kansas City Chiefs at all this postseason. You've picked them every single time? So you're the smart one. Okay. I I, w- okay. I, came on, I came on your Fine. show, ahead yeah. of the Ravens game, ahead of the you championship did. game, and I said, as much as I want to pick the Ravens, because yeah. I love Lamar Jackson yeah. and I love... Everything he's been able to do this season, and I would love it for the Baltimore Ravens in general. I just can't. This
4: was his year, though. This was. It was. If there was ever going to be a but year I can't for Lamar. Bet against Andy Reid,
5: Patrick Mahomes, can't. Travis Kelsey. The you can't. Season. You can't.
4: The most experienced trio right now. Yes. In the league. Yes. Like it's absolutely insane. So the Chiefs are coming into the Super Bowl as underdogs once again. Now we saw this happen last year when Mahomes was doubted and almost every game this postseason obviously underdogs against the bills and the ravens and mahomes uh recently talked about what it was like kind of that underdog mentality mm-hmm.
6: yeah i mean i think you approach like any other game I, mean, I never feel like the underdog i always feel like we have a chance to win the football game and that's how we approach every single game and uh, we were underdogs in the last super bowl so all you can do is just have that same mindset of just going out there playing your best football and hoping that you uh, end up with a win
5: i need you to understand something about the kansas city chiefs too. okay let's go Uh, I assume you've heard of the bulletin board material, yes? Yes.
4: They're not allowed to give it, right? What? They can't give out bulletin board material.
5: Right. No, so that's 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 the big thing thing about why they don't want players talking to the media or trash talking into the media because they don't want to give the other team motivation, right? This is like a time-honored tradition in the NFL. It used to be on actual bulletin boards that people would take out press clippings and stick it to a bulletin board of all of these doubters, right? Yeah. That doesn't exist anymore because we're all in a digital age and all that kind of stuff. But if you don't think (laughs) that Andy Reid... And Patrick Mahomes yes. are so incredibly aware of what people are saying and oh. take everything personally. Oh, yeah. The Chiefs are masters at manufacturing motivation. Yes, they are. And that is what they carry with them through this entire thing. You watch that AFC championship game uh-huh. against the Ravens? Yeah. You watch that off, the Chiefs offensive uh-huh. line? The way that they were pestering oh. Roquan Smith, Patrick Queen. Uh-huh. And with... Trey Smith, in particular, one of their guards, who I love to death. Uh, I got to know him through Oli Masterminds. He is, after the whistle, just kind of just little shoves yeah. here and there. What happens at the end of the game? Roquan Smith gets the game-sealing penalty for the Kansas City Chiefs by just charging Trey Smith.
7: Mm-hmm.
5: If you don't think that that was planted by Andy oh, yeah. Reid, oh, telling yeah. his offensive line to make Get sure. To Get to him. Get to him. He's Get under snap. their skin. Get He's under gonna their skin. He's going to snap. So they do it both ways. Gosh. They take motivation in Mental. themselves. But mental, it's mental warf- warfare. It's mental warfare. It it's amazing. Gosh.
4: Okay, now let's talk some 49ers here real quick cuz this team has been favored every single game this season. And the last time that happened was the Chiefs in 20 2021. Carmen, you were very familiar with the, that because sure they was. lost to the Bucks in the Super Bowl when you were the Bucks Team
5: reporter. Team reporter. However, Three years ago was the, most, was the best day of my life Yeah, today, boat parade. Okay, Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> Go check my Instagram Leg- stories if you want to see some Legendary. behind the scenes. However,
4: 49ers are not coming off a Super Bowl win like the Chiefs were, going right. in, favorite every single game. Right. They're actually looking for redemption mm-hmm. after losing to the Chiefs in the 2020 Super Bowl, the 2019-2020 mm-hmm. season. There's no denying that the 49ers have the most complete team. Yeah. In the NFL, yep. they have a stacked offense, McCaffrey, Offensive Player of the Year, Kittle, Debo, Ayuk, Brock Purdy in his second year and first full season has gotten them to the Super Bowl. We're <laughs> going to dive into him a little later. Yes. 49ers defense was top five in total defense. Kyle Shanahan is one of the great play callers of our time. But this postseason, because remember, it is it's a new season, right? New season oh, yeah. in the postseason. Oh, yeah. They've had to fight back for every single uh-huh. win this postseason. Uh-huh. They were down in the fourth
5: quarter to the Packers. They were down twenty-four to seven at halftime to Sir the Lions. Lions. Scored seventeen points in the first eight minutes of the second half to tie it up. Yeah, you were there. I was there. That
4: was. I mean, but I like to look at things like glass glass half full, right? Sure, okay, sure, yes, sure. they were down. Mm-hmm. But what this tells me is that they have no quit. They right. don't panic when they're down. Right. And they know how to come back and they know how to win. And you need a complete team effort to be able to do that. So right. as I said, you were at that Lions 49ers mm-hmm. NFC Championship game. How does that experience of being able to fight back and kind of prepare them for the ultimate challenge of that, of just giving everything they have for the Super Bowl champs tomorrow?
5: I do think it's almost a silver lining okay. from San Francisco 49ers because you did see... In the regular season, 49ers were the dominant team in the NFC by far. They yeah. won by an average margin of victory of 11 points per game. And then you go into the postseason and you get down to the Packers, yeah, which no one gave a shot to. This is one of my teams, too. And I will say, I didn't see them going this far in the postseason. I didn't really see them getting to the postseason. I thought, listen, I've said Jordan Love is going to be good for yeah. a very long time. They have a plethora of offensive weapons. They're just young. Yeah. But... I knew they were going to be a tough out after that Cowboys game, which I was also at. The (laughs) fact, though, that the 49ers were able to compose themselves and get it together, and then especially at halftime of that NFC Championship game where they were down so bad. I mean, you had people in Detroit booking flights to Vegas in that first half because Detroit looked so completely dominant. They did. Kyle Shanahan goes into halftime, makes so many different adjustments. They come out like a different team. That defense has a sense of urgency again. (sighs) and they completely change the game around and when you can do that when you can win both ways as if you can win as a dominant team as a as a team that's expected to win yeah. but you can also win when the going gets tough yeah. they're going to need that against the Kansas City Chiefs and all of the experience they have in this game in particular for the last 5 Super Bowls have had the Kansas City Chiefs in it
6: uh,
4: it's insane it's absolutely insane they are inevitable and the best of the best when it comes to the postseason. We have so much more to get to, you guys. We didn't even get to get to the coaches in this segment, so we're going to save that for the next segment. We're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we're going to dive into the Super Bowl quarterback matchup. The coaches, you're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
3: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
8: Hey gang, this is Jay Glazer, host of Unbreakable, a mental wealth podcast. And every week we will have on leaders from sports entertainment like Sean McVeigh, lindsey vaughn michael phelps david spade guy fieri and also those who can help us in between the ears anyone from a therapist to someone like ed milette or john gordon we've all been through some sort of adversity to get to the top we've all used different tools listen to unbreakable with jay glazer and mental wealth podcast on the iHeartRadio radio app apple podcasts or wherever
9: you get podcasts do you love selena
10: like really love
7: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Welcome back to Fox Sports Saturday. I'm Alex Curry here with Carmen Vitale. We are broadcasting live from the Tyrac.com studios in Los Angeles. Happy Super Bowl weekend. We are just over 24 hours away from the big game in Vegas. We talked about it in the first segment. Carmen and I spent the whole week out in Vegas. We both got back yesterday. Yeah, let me apologize
5: because you can probably hear it in my voice. Too. No, worth it,
4: <laughs> worth it. I don't know how everybody's doing the Monday to Monday for like Absolutely NFL not. Network. Who's out there? Who are working every single thing up
5: to it? Like, I have a forty-eight hour rule in Vegas usually, unless same. I'm here for work. Same, and like work has made me stay, it has made me break that rule <laughs> <laughs> so many times over the last like three years. I mean, there's nothing you can do. There's like
4: after night one, much. I was like, oh. Too much. No. I have to talk for 2 hours on Saturday. Be careful, Curry. You got this. All right. We just broke down how how we kind of ended up with this Super Bowl matchup mm-hmm. in the first segment between the Chiefs and the 49ers. So now let's dive into the quarterback matchup because you guys, we have completely opposite stories of how they got here, mm-hmm. right? We have the greatest quarterback of our time versus Mr. irrelevant, if we can even call him that anymore. From the start, these two had very different paths. Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs traded up to the 10th overall pick to get him in the first round. He sat behind Smith for a season, but it was always set. He was always set to be their starter, Mm -hmm. right? And we all know what happens next. Two Super Bowl rings, two Super Bowl MVPs, two regular season MVPs, and he is the best quarterback in the league. Now the other guy, Brock Purdy. The 49ers took Purdy with the very last pick in the 2022 draft. That last pick was 262nd, Overall, he was a third-string quarterback, was not supposed to play, but then Trey Lance got hurt, then Jimmy G got hurt, and Brock took full advantage of that opportunity Mm -hmm. and has brought this 49ers team to -to back-to-back NFC championship games and now in his first full season to a Super Bowl, Mm -hmm. okay? And Brock is well aware of the situation that he's in. He said, quote, the keys weren't given to me or anything. It had to be earned. Coming in day one, just trying to learn Kyle's system, his playbook, and earn the respect of my teammates. Over time, I've been able to step into that role and be ready for my opportunity. At that same time, I have a lot of help around me and it's allowed me to develop and I'm going to continue to develop with the help and the cast that I have around me. You guys, I am tired of everyone bagging on Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he is the best quarterback. We know he's playing the best quarterback tomorrow, but he deserves he deserves the respect for what he has done. Yeah. In not even two full seasons to get to this point. Like you can have the best coach in the world, you still have to execute the plays he gives you. Mm-hmm. You can have the best weapons. Mm-hmm. You still have to complete the pass. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, he is the third youngest starting quarterback in a Super Bowl behind number 1 Dan Marino. And number two, Big Ben, pretty decent company.
5: It's where do you sit with Brock Purdy? We need so I've I've got I've got thoughts. Okay, because Let's go. we can't keep talking about the fact that so Brock Purdy is because he's Mister Relevant is making yeah. next to nothing. Right, he's making less than some undrafted guys. Are you
4: ready for this? Brock yes. Purdy got paid around forty nine thousand dollars per game. Patrick Mahomes oh, yeah. got paid fifty three thousand. For every pass attempted this season. (laughs) That's insane.
5: We talk about that, though, as an advantage for the 49ers, because then you are able to allocate that money elsewhere. You're able to allocate those assets elsewhere. Yeah. But then at the same time, we are dogging Brock Purdy for having all of the help that he has. It's either a cheat code or it's not, but you can't have it both ways. I am not faulting Brock Purdy for being able to take advantage of the team he has around him. Yeah. And... The fact that he is able to still facilitate this offense. And if you watch that NFC Championship game against the mm-hmm. Lions, which I was there for, towards the end of the game, there were a couple of scrambles. Game winning drive. That Brock Purdy extended drives and more importantly, kept the ball out of the Lions' hands. Yeah. And those are the crucial plays that you need to make. Yes, he is a game manager. Yes. We need to stop talking about that like it's a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It's not... I honestly... I probably have a higher threshold for most when it comes to game changers. Yeah. I think there are maybe at most five game changers in the league. Maybe. Quarterbacks or quarterbacks, just players? Quarterbacks. Okay. I think there are five quarterbacks that you can actually label That's fair. game changers. Yeah. Lamar. Yes. Patrick Mahomes. Yes. Josh Allen. Yes. The rest of these guys still make an NFL paycheck. They still... I mean, except for Brock Purdy, uh, I guess. is under a mil? Right. <laughs> yeah. But they... They are exactly what their team needs. And that's the point that I want to make about Brock Purdy is he is exactly what that team needs. We saw in the regular season with Patrick Mahomes not having the receiver core that he's used to around him. Yeah. He can be as accurate as he is all the time. But if those receivers can't catch. Yeah. And then it goes the same way with Brock Purdy. If he can't throw the ball, then that offense is rendered completely useless. So... I, I acknowledge the fact that he has tons of weapons around him. Yeah. I acknowledge the fact that Kyle Shanahan is not just a good play caller. He's a good game caller. Yes. There is a difference. Yes. But Brock Purdy is what is the engine that is making this all go. And he has been a picture of consistency since he took over the starting job. hmm And he has gotten better Facts as this season has worn on to the point where, yes, in the biggest moment when it counts in the NFC Championship game, this man is scrambling for a first down Mm -hmm. to make sure the Lions don't get that ball back.
4: It's crazy, you guys. And if he wins, he would be the first, quote, Mr. Irrelevant starting quarterback to win a Super Bowl. But as we know, it's going to take everything he's got because he is facing the best of the best. Patrick Mahomes legit puts on a masterclass of how to win in the postseason. It doesn't matter where he is. The moment is never too big for Mahomes. It is just absolutely insane but right now let's check in with martin weiss to see what's trending
10: Patrick Mahomes may be without his running back, Jarek McKinnon, who's active, but is a game-time decision to see if he will play. Chiefs guard Joe Tooney definitely won't play. He's got a pectoral injury that's had him out for the last few weeks. Nick Allegretti will start in this place. You were just talking about Brock Purdy and his weapons. Well, 49ers have no starters listed on their injury report, so uh, it's fully loaded. Elsewhere in the NFL, the Bears have the number one overall pick, NFL media reporting. It will cost an historic amount of compensation to move off of. Of that pick, but elsewhere in the top five, New England Patriots may be looking to shop the number three pick and address the quarterback position in free agency. Former Washington offensive coordinator Ryan Glo- Grubb was slated to be the next offensive coordinator at in Alabama. Instead, Grubb will go right back to Seattle, this time as Seahawks offensive coordinator under new head coach Mike McDonald. Los Angeles Chargers hire 40, former 49ers linebacker Navarro Bowman to coach the linebackers, reuniting him with his former head coach Jim Harbaugh. The Oklahoma City Thunder acquired Bismack Biyombo for the rest of the season they're actually in action right now 10 15 left in the third quarter trailing the Mavericks 75 to 64 that game in Dallas and at halftime the Pistons have a what is that a 58 to 49 lead over the Clippers who are atop of the Western Conference Jaden Ivey with 14 Kawhi Leonard with 11 and uh, elsewhere in the NBA Uh, 76ers president Daryl Morey says he's hopeful that Joel Embiid will be able to return for this postseason run. And former net uh, Spencer Dinwiddie is expected to sign with the Lakers after he clears waivers in just about a half an hour. Ladies, back to you.
4: Thank you, Martin. You're listening to Fox Sports Saturday. I'm Alex Curry here with Carmen Vitale. We are broadcasting live from the Tyrek.com studios in Los Angeles. And guys, let's bring in our first guest live from Las Vegas. He is the chief senior team reporter, Matt McMullen. Thank you so much for joining the show.
3: What is up, guys? How's it going? I feel like these two weeks have lasted forever. It has. Of the, the game is finally tomorrow, right?
5: Oh my gosh! You're and an old pro at this, though, Matt. Come on, you know what to expect, right? Not well, play, only for I'll you, tell you, Matt.
3: What, I'll, I'll tell you what, that like, yeah, this is the Chiefs' fourth Super Bowl in five years. It does not get old, though. And I tell people I can't believe it because I'm just a Chiefs fan at heart. I grew up in Kansas City, and each one of these seasons is so special. And to do this almost every year like we have, I certainly don't take it for granted, and no one else no organization does either, I'll tell you that.
4: Oh, I love that for you. Now, as you just mentioned, this is very familiar territory for you, for Patrick Mahomes, for the Chiefs. You just said, gearing up for his fourth Super Bowl in five years. How has that experience helped them not only prepare for tomorrow physically, but mentally?
3: Sure. I think that's a great question. I think you've kind of seen that manifest itself over the last several weeks. Uh, Think about the path the Chiefs had to take to reach this point, to beat the Dolphins at home during the fourth coldest game in NFL history (laughs) and to go on the road and beat the Bills go on the road, beat the top-seeded Baltimore Ravens. That's a really difficult thing to do, and I think you've seen the experience uh, and the, the veteran nature of this team really come out over the last several weeks because that's difficult. And the Chiefs in recent years, it's not that it's easy, but it's been a different road where they've had all these home games, and you have the crowd on your side. That certainly helps. Uh, it's a familiar setting. This year has been different, but you've seen the leadership of this team and the veteran nature of this team really come out. Uh, And I'm expecting that experience to come out once again here tomorrow.
5: We were talking about earlier how these two teams kind of had different experiences in the regular season, right? You talked about how the Chiefs didn't look unstoppable. The 49ers were dominant in the regular season. That kind of switches up in the postseason. So I want you to let us a little bit behind the curtain, though. What changes for the Chiefs? from the regular season to the postseason. What, I mean, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, these guys just lock in to a different (laughs) level. How does that happen?
3: Well, I think we even saw it a little earlier this year before the postseason. It was that Bengals game in Week 17. And that wasn't a playoff game, just a regular season game. But it actually kind of felt like a playoff game Mm -hmm. if you were there because... A week prior, the Chiefs lost to the Raiders on Christmas Day. Mm They did not look like themselves at all. That was an opportunity for the Chiefs to win the division that day, and the Raiders got the best of the Chiefs. And Coach Reed and Patrick and Travis, a lot of those guys, they've all said that that game kind of served as a wake-up call. And the following week against Cincinnati, it was a playoff atmosphere. We saw kind of a different intensity from the team. And they've carried that through uh, over the last month now. It's been the same kind of attitude and mentality every single week. And I think, again, it gets back to the experience point, where these guys know how to win these games when it truly matters. And it doesn't mean they're always going to win them, but they're always going to give it their best uh, and make sure they have the best opportunity to win it. And that's the benefit of playing uh, in all these big games over the years, that when the lights are brightest, they really seem to show up. And really, I think that Christmas Day game against the Raiders, once again, served as a wake-up call for this team that it wasn't going to be easy, but all the goals are still right there, and here they are yet again. That's the chip. That's
4: I mean,
5: chip the on their shoulder. It
4: really, it's crazy. I mean, as you just said, the, the Chiefs seem to thrive in the biggest moments when the lights are the brightest, and, and Mahomes always just puts on a masterclass come the postseason. But what is the vibe like today, the day before the Super Bowl? You're back here. Take us into that locker okay. room. What what are they talking about? What's the mood? What are they doing? Just just kind of take us through what this day is like for them.
3: Yeah, well, the mood is they're locked in. That's for sure. Uh, This team has been extremely locked in here for the last several weeks. Uh, The game plan is in. The way that Chiefs and Coach Reed do it is last week was the week where they're kind of treating it like there was a game last Sunday. They had the game plan in, went through all their practices, and this week is all about putting the finishing touches on it. And uh, they had their practices uh, this week at the Raiders facility. Uh, Today is the team photo, and then tomorrow is the game. They're going to try to go out there and take care of business. But – Again, the attitude and the vibe have been a group that is on a mission. Uh, they've been on a mission really since that Bengals game, and, uh, and that attitude has been relentless. <laughs> and it's really maintained here over the last month. I haven't seen any drop off at all. Uh, these guys are locked in uh, for tomorrow, and I can't wait to see the show that they put on.
5: Matt, you and I got to know each other as colleagues. I was the team reporter for the Buccaneers, and yeah. we uh, we had we've I, I had the similar experience of getting to go through a Super Bowl with these guys, but. I want you to kind of tell us more about the vibe that we don't get to hear about, which is that everybody else that works for the organization this week is so focused on the team, and rightfully so, don't get me wrong, and the coaching staff and the front office staff and how the team got here. But this means so much to the organization itself So what's the vibe like for everybody in the front office, the ones that work in marketing, the ones that work in your department in digital? Uh, How much does this mean to them? Because it was an incredible experience for all, for the hundreds of people that make these things go.
3: Yeah. I mean, you know, as well as anyone, I'm actually at one of the hotels downtown where a lot of the friends and family are staying and I'm across the way from the restaurant where my wife and her friend and all of our friends are right now. And Uh, You're right. It it means so much to everyone in the organization, but also our families. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, for me, I travel to every game. I'm gone all the time. Mm -hmm. For my wife to come here and for her friend to come here and for everyone else's families to be here and to experience this, it's just the ultimate kind of weekend, uh, the ultimate uh, way to uh, enjoy all of this together. And it's that way for really everyone in the organization. Uh, It's awesome to see the players' families and their kids running around, having fun, uh, kind of treating it like a vacation and that's why, like, we say football is family, right? And it's kind of cliche. But, I mean, truly, I mean, these guys, and for me, with the people in our organization, we see each other more than we see our own family mm-hmm. during the season. And to have a, a reward like this to come to Vegas and to enjoy the Super Bowl and to hopefully win it doesn't get any better than that. I mean, you guys know, you work in sports for these kinds of moments. Right. And, uh, again, as a Chiefs fan at heart, to be able to do this with my childhood team uh, does not get old.
4: I mean, it is kind of crazy, though, that it's in – Vegas. I know you said you see the, the the teammates' families, everyone's there. It's a great time. But we did hear Patrick Mahomes tell his guys this is a business trip and encourage them to stay in and not go out in Vegas. He even offered to take them all back to Vegas to celebrate <laughs> if and when after they win. So, how has that been managed this week, really leading up to tomorrow? Because I mean, it's Sin City. It, you walk out your hotel room and it's Lot a party sensation. <laughs>
3: Well, that's the the nice thing about this trip is our team hotel is nowhere near actual Las Vegas. We're way out in Henderson, so okay. mm-hmm. I'm down here on the Strip today, just hanging out with my family. But for the entire week, and the guys when they're just uh, walking around the hotel, they're nowhere near Las Vegas. Uh, and I think you know that's intentional by uh-huh. the NFL to make sure that guys can be away from all the distractions because this is like the most distracting place on earth. <laughs> oh, I yeah. do I do think from a presentation standpoint, Vegas is doing an amazing job. Oh, it's incredible. Like, like you guys are here, like it, it feels like the Super Bowl is here. And yeah. frankly, some, sometimes it doesn't always feel that way. It's so because it's so spread out. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of stuff going on. But Vegas is so compact that it feels like a big game is coming up tomorrow, which is super cool. But at the same time, I'm glad that they were able to find a way for the players the coaches to get away, to not have distractions, and to be able to, to focus on the game. And yeah. that's been the case all week for sure.
4: All right. Tomorrow, Patrick Mahomes will be the youngest quarterback to start in his fourth Super Bowl. He's already won two. Patrick Mahomes said, It's three Super Bowls to be considered a dynasty. What would it mean to Mahomes' <laughs> legacy to win his third tomorrow?
3: I mean, guys, he's 28 years old. It's insane. <laughs> no, it's ridiculous. And he's starting his fourth Super Bowl. If he can win tomorrow, it'll be his 15th career postseason win. That trails only Joe Montana with Ooh. 16. He's right behind him. And Tom Brady with 35. There's yep. so always to go to catch Brady, but still. <laughs> I mean, he's the only I mean, one that can. Yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, to have all these postseason wins already, uh, to be playing in his fourth Super Bowl, I believe only John Elway and Brady played in more Super Bowls at this point than mm-hmm. Patrick will have mm-hmm. after tomorrow. I mean, mm-hmm. that's nuts. And the fact that he's only 28 years old. We're seeing history before our eyes. We are. really are. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it, it's kind of like uh, when people would talk about LeBron and they're watching him in the moment. It's hard mm-hmm. to compare him to Michael Jordan because everyone idealizes Michael Jordan. I get that. Yeah. But We need to remember here that we are watching one of the greatest players of all time. Like we're mm-hmm. watching him in his prime mm-hmm. and he's just getting started to be a starter for six seasons. And for his season, never to end a shy of the AFC championship game at yeah. home in overtime I mean, yep. it's just silly. This is the kind of stuff that, if you had like <laughs> a Madden it campaign, is. it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be realistic. <laughs> so you need to up the difficulty. It's nuts. So yeah. if he can win tomorrow, it just adds to the legend to Patrick Mahomes. And he, I'm certainly hoping he can do it.
4: He's already there. Before we let you go, real quick, what's your prediction for the game tomorrow? Are you allowed to give that as a team reporter?
3: <laughs> well, I mean, I think we reporter, know what the prediction is yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know what my prediction is going to be? I'll say this. Yeah. I, obviously, I, w- I want the Chiefs to win. I hope the Chiefs win. Yeah. I think the Chiefs can win. It's going to yeah. be difficult. The yeah. Niners are a great team and mm-hmm. had a great season. But uh, just based on what I've seen from this team all year long, the resiliency I've seen yeah. from this team all year long and being around these guys. Uh, I certainly feel great about the Chiefs' chances. He's got to go out there and take care of business.
4: Love it. Matt, thank you so much for joining us. Have an amazing day today with your family. Have a great <laughs> Super Bowl tomorrow. Don't stress too much.
3: Don't stress <laughs> too thanks much. Thanks so much, guys. Uh, Anytime.
4: <laughs> awesome. All right. When we come back, the do's and the don'ts in sports. You're listening. Fox
3: Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live
4: Welcome back to Fox Sports Saturday. I'm Alex Curry here with Carmen Vitale. We are broadcasting live from the TyRac.com studios in Los Angeles. Thank you for spending your Super Bowl Saturday afternoon with Carmi and me. Yeah. A La- little over 24 hours away from the big game. Woo. But right now, it is time for the do's. And the don'ts in sports.
3: Highlighting the do's. Ooh, I love that. And putting a spotlight on the don'ts. The subject
4: brings me no joy.
3: Don't do that.
9: Are you on crack?
3: It's time for the do's and the don'ts
1: in sports.
4: Alright, I'm gonna start with a do here. Okay. Do honor your sports legends. The Lakers unveiled their first of three Kobe Bryant statues that will be outside of Crypto.com Arena. I still want to call it Staples. I still have a hard time saying that. Oh, me too. This one is of Kobe in his number eight jersey, uh, pointing to the sky after scoring a career-high 81 points against the Raptors in 2006. And my favorite part of this unveiling was his wife, Vanessa Bryant, quote during the ceremony saying, if you don't like this... Tough because Kobe picked this statue out
5: and then Nike already sent her a tough. She was ready. Sweatshirt. I mean, it was beautiful. She was ready for the haters. She's like, don't, you can't come for me. This is Kobe. And I love that. I love that so much. All right. I also have a do. Comes from Radio Row. Uh, do have players interview each other? I don't know if you saw this. I reposted it on my Twitter timeline. Yesterday. I don't think I did. Who? Micah Parsons has a podcast yes. of the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, yes, yes. He did an episode from Radio Row, and he had Packers quarterback Jordan Love on. And he asked him, yes. in that playoff game, yeah. the wild card round, what like how were you guys able to just manhandle us? Good for Parsons. I know. And Jordan Love said, listen, I don't want to talk any, you know, you know what. Uh-huh you guys are playing safeties as linebackers of course we were going to be able to run on you it is tremendous just phenomenal content if you want I I retweeted it like I said onto my timeline because I just this is it's so fun to me I love it I love it when players interview each other
4: yeah I love that okay I got another do Do, this is kind of a two-parter do have fun in life and don't take yourself too seriously part one at the Pro Bowl, did you see Ray Lewis was dressed up as a janitor with dreadlocks, like a wig on, and was talking to all the Pro Bowlers as they were walking in, and nobody had any idea that it was him. A couple of guys that like, kind of came back was like, kind of looked like Ray Lewis. I think that might have been Ray Lewis, <laughs> and like, just kept walking. <laughs> uh-huh. And Ray is over there just like head down, like swishing the hair back and forth that. like they have no idea it's me. It's I amazing. Okay, part two of have fun and don't take yourself too seriously. Patrick Mahomes' dad bod season. Oh, After yeah. they beat the Ravens, Inside the NFL posted a video of shirtless Patrick Mahomes in the locker room giving a speech. And he tweeted out, yo, why they got to do me like that? Because he had a little gut hanging out. He addressed it opening night this week and said... I have a six pack. It's just under the dad bod. If you feel me, there might be some skin there, but then like underneath that the six
5: pack is there. there. You just got to you got to get real close and squint a little bit, but I think you'll see it. I mean, dad bods are clearly in. You look at Kirk Cousins. Although Kirk Cousins doesn't have a dad bod, I should say he's he's no. he's ripped. Uh his magic mic performance at Honors. You were there. Yes. Hilarious. Amazing. Amazing. Um speaking of all of that. Yes. Don't be afraid to dance around your living room. For Russia at the Super Bowl
4: Ah! Uh, millennials, Where, are, are we ready are. to go like...
5: Full ham the way that I am so ready yeah. what you, I just I cannot wait he, I've been an Usher fan for so long late 90s do you know
4: he was my first concert that I ever went to at Staples Center uh, that I like man. paid like hundreds of dollars to go see absolutely weird Worth I mean it. I think Kanye West and like John Legend opened for him oh my God, it was hilarious. like what what a crazy lineup in high school yes
5: oh I I know every single one of his songs I'm, I like I'm a big fan of like old Usher my way Same. oh yeah yeah no that um, whole uh, that whole Bad album. Girl
4: yeah oh. All of it. Okay. Oh, good. Um. One more quick, quick one. Do give back to those in need. Kristen oh. Juszczyk got a licensing deal with the NFL after the jacket she made for Taylor Swift. Her first design, a Super Bowl-themed puffer vest, is being auctioned off to benefit National Breast Cancer Foundation.
5: Love This it. is last night.
4: So I- I'm sure it's doubled by now. I probably should have checked before this. But just last night, the bid was up to $32,700. With like Amazing. 80 bids.
5: What's what's like a Taylor Swift number that we can get get to here i feel like every you know she has numbers for 13 everything. 89 have you 000?
4: have you seen all of that it is insanity the oh. amount of numbers and the breakdown of like 13 Taylor fans are different, like man. 13th playoff game like different she, it's beautiful different. it's beautiful all right when we come back uh we're talking legacies and who has the most to lose tomorrow you're listening to fox sports radio Welcome to hour two of Fox Sports Saturday. I'm Alex Curry alongside Carmen Vitale. We are broadcasting live from Tyrac.com studios in Los Angeles. Tyrac.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com, the way tire buying should be. Happy Super Bowl Saturday, everybody. Woo. It is here. Everything is comes down to tomorrow. What's your ideal, Carmen, your ideal Super Bowl viewing experience? Being there? Okay, that's fair. I, I mean, you've also bit. been on the field when the Bucks won the Super uh, Bowl. I, uh, this yeah. doesn't feel like a fair question for you. I was
5: going like, to say, I've been For us like normies.
6: <laughs> Stop. You're a team reporter too. You've seen some pretty good board, some.
5: Uh No, but if it's not If you're that, not working if it. If I'm not working it, I absolutely want to be on a couch with a few of my friends. I don't yes. want to be at a t- like a big party. I yeah. think you and I were talking about this We before. were talking about this on the drive-in. I want to pay attention to the game. And I yeah. feel like Super Bowl parties are about so much more than the game, which is fine. Yeah. But like, I just want some good food. Yeah. And my, the friends that I trust to watch the game with me. Oh, yeah.
4: Oh, no. I've gone from like, it's changed. I used to do, I'm like, big Super Bowl parties. Like crazy ragers, mm-hmm. like full spread TVs everywhere. But I noticed, like, I wasn't watching the game as much as of I course, want so many to. Distractions. Now I'm like, give me the biggest TV possible. Yes, and I know if it's not bigger than my TV, I'm not coming over because, like, I will not and watch you have a smaller. Big TV. I have a very big TV, the biggest big that my TV. wall can fit. <laughs> I basically like went like, okay, edge to edge to window to door. This is where it's going, and I want to be on my couch with my dogs. With my favorite snacks and making my buffalo chicken dip
5: Yum. tomorrow, tacos. That's, such a, be that's amazing. such a quintessential Super Bowl dude. like a buffalo chicken dip. Oh, it's amazing! It's and yeah, I to come over.
4: It it's gone in <laughs> ten minutes. It's it's like crack. Um, but yeah, that's I'm like kind of that too. I'm like I want small group people who love football and are also going to be paying attention and watching. I also love watching the commercials. I love the commercials just yeah. as much. Those commercial spots cost them like five million dollars. Honestly, that's
5: the Put downside. Put that together. That's the downside. Not that anyone wants to hear this. It's the yeah. downside of working a game, though, is because you don't see the commercials. Oh
4: man, I, I have know. to be on the field and at the game, and, and I can't the watch game. the commercials.
5: I know. I've I've, I've been fortunate enough to play quite a few subtle brags, which is great. But you do you miss the commercials, <laughs> yeah. and you see Twitter like popping off about yeah. it, and you're just like, God, ah, I wish. Yeah, I saw that. I know. But then you see it, you know, for weeks. I've already loved
4: following. the Beckham's
5: commercials
8: oh my going God. in.
4: I'm obsessed. But they I'm also like them. I was a Spice Girl, like yes. yes. Stan. I was sporty. Are who were you? Sporty Spice. Oh, me too. Okay. Always. Okay. I was Sporty Spice in my secondary fifth, posh in my fifth grade
5: <laughs> talent <Tell laughs> show. You guys, I love it.
4: I'll share that video. I oh, love I'm it. A sporty Spice so Halloween, much. Like
5: three years in a row. It's
4: beautiful. <laughs> it's gonna. Yeah. So I'm excited for there, and then also like Beckham, duh. Like greatest. Amazing. Amazing. Okay,
5: let's have a great hour too, shall we? I I I wouldn't. Wouldn't want to do this with anyone else. Ah,
4: oh, Love it. We have Dave Hellman, the host of NFL on Fox podcast, joining us at the bottom of the hour to break down both these Super Bowl teams. But that's what we're doing as well. So let's mm-hmm. dive right in. We are officially 25 hours away from Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. The Chiefs of 49ers, a rematch of the 2020 Super Bowl. It's been a long week in Vegas. We both got back yesterday. We'll dive into that a little later but let's start this hour really taking a look at the challenges these teams are going to face tomorrow right because we talked about it in hour 1 it was a completely different path for both of them to get here kind of the tale of two different seasons right you had mm-hmm. 49ers who had one of the most dominant regular seasons then you had the chiefs who <sighs> patrick mahomes like worst statistical season of his career a down year 4 with the disclaimer the it's not his fault it's yeah no <laughs> it was, no, it, was it was drops it was he was Perfectly on target. Um, And then it kind of flip-flopped in the postseason. Like, Chiefs just came alive because it's Mm -hmm. a clean slate. Think of it like a new season once you hit the postseason. Mm -hmm. Chiefs just absolutely dominated. And the 49ers have had to fight back in all of their games. But we're resilient and we're Mm -hmm. able to come back. So, let's start now with the reigning champs, the Chiefs. You know, they're now facing the most complete team In the NFL. So what's going to be their biggest hurdle? I think it's going to be slowing down the 49ers star-studded offensive weapons. Mm -hmm. The Chiefs were 18th this season in rush yards allowed. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Christian McCaffrey, offensive player of the year, led the league in rushing yards and tied for first in scrimmage touchdowns. So if the 49ers are smart, which they are, they'll run their offense through McCaffrey tomorrow. And if he breaks off early, gets a couple big runs chiefs could be in for a long game but that's hard because it's the chiefs and it's the postseason so it's just I but that's not it they don't just have McCaffrey right right you got Debo Samuels who's one of the most dynamic offensive threats because you can use him in so many ways the run game the pass game Mm -hmm. he's the player Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you always kind of have to have your eye on because he can do so many different things and don't forget about the people's tight end George Kittle He's got some unfinished business after they lost to the Chiefs in the 2020 Super Bowl. He said, as he was still standing on the sidelines in his gear at the end of the game, I will be back with a vengeance. You will not get the best of me. No, sir. But the thing is, like, even though the 49ers are favored, they've been favored every single game this season after being in Vegas all week and talking to everybody in Vegas all week. I think most people are rolling with the Chiefs and doubting the 49ers ability to get the job done and finish the job, which hopefully they'll be able to hone that and use that fire. Mm -hmm. But I think, yeah, the Chiefs challenge will be slowing down the just overwhelming amount of offensive weapons that the 49ers have.
5: We didn't even mention Brandon Ayuk, Arizona State zone. There you go. There you go. the fact that yeah, him, George Kittle, even Debo Samuel to an extent seem like an afterthought to Christian McCaffrey, deservedly so because Christian McCaffrey has I been mean, next level, an incredible piece for specifically for a Kyle Shanahan offense, yes. which has evolved too. A, a friend of mine, Ben Solak, who writes for the Ringer, did an incredible piece this week about how sh- we talk about the Shanahan offense, the Shanahan yeah. offense, and how it's matriculated throughout the league. Right, Shanahan doesn't even run that offense anymore. It has evolved, and mm-hmm. and with his personnel, and having a hybrid player like Christian McCaffrey on Insane. top of all of the things he likes to do with these with these multiple tight end, or multiple running back sets, I should say, multiple back sets between him, and Kyle, use I mean, they use yeah. a fullback. They're zigging when others are zagging, and that's yeah. what makes the Shanahan system so good. Is because it allows for all of this creativity and evolution. Uh, that being said, though, yeah, what do you think the challenge? The is? Chiefs were able to stop. The Ravens run game, which includes Lamar, in the AFC Championship game, they allowed only 81 rushing yards. Yeah. They got four sacks. Yeah. A couple takeaways. Yes. This Chiefs defense is not getting enough love. Steve Spagnuolo, mm-hmm. their defensive coordinator, is yeah. not getting enough love. And that is going to be, I, I, I feel like they can contend with... Do you think with, that's going
4: to be their strength? It's of going to be the like, oh, yeah, okay, we might have been 18th. This season. What's the age-old... But look, look, uh, look what we did in our last game. What's You're the only age as good as your saying? last game.
5: What's the age-old saying in the NFL? Defense wins championships.
4: Oh, yeah. I think it's in all sports. Offense sells tickets. Defense wins championships. Yes.
5: Yeah. So I'm not... I, I'm obviously concerned about the 49ers offensive weapons. You, you would be a fool not to be. Yeah. Uh, but I also trust this Kansas City defense to have... A really, really good plan for that, and the way okay. that they can move guys, especially in coverage in the backfield, and the way that Steve Bagnall gets creative with pressure. Yeah, they were ninth in blitz rate, but they were top three in quarter in quarterback hurries, which means okay. that they have different ways of getting to the quarterback and affecting the quarterback. And that is Brock Purdy, who for every all the good things that he deserves under pressure, yeah, it gets it gets a little sketchy, it and he doesn't sketchy. have the experience. And if you looked at him on media night, yeah. You could tell this was his first time. Yeah. it. And I mean, it, it is. It would be. Right. It would be for Second anybody. Second year it would in the be, league. Like, where the Chiefs on media night, on opening night, were so relaxed, like, oh, this yeah. is old news. Fourth one. There was Been a nervous here. energy about the Niners. Yeah. And and you could tell. So, that is, I, to me, for the 49ers, going to be the biggest hurdle mm. is just overcoming the fact that the Chiefs have so much experience. Yeah. And that this iteration of the Niners is. So, you is don't new. even
4: think the Chiefs have a challenge? I do. What I it? do think that Chiefs have. Okay, a what is it?
5: I do think that you have to get the best out of your receiving court for Patrick Mahomes.
4: I mean, he has this postseason. It's it's been like it has. I feel like it, like that it clicked. Keep, it clicked at the right time. It like did. it wasn't
5: good during the regular season. It did, but I still don't know that I can completely trust it when your wide receiver one is a rookie. Yeah, and then this these are the brightest lights imaginable. It is. And Travis Kelsey can only get you so far. I know he had over 100 yards against the Ravens and he can affect the game very, very well. But I also yeah. think that this 49ers defense is going to have a plan for him, too. And if you can shut Definitely. down Patrick Mahomes and Travis, that Travis Kelsey connection and if you can affect Mahomes, who it's really hard because he can play backyard football with the best of him, maneuver the pocket, maneuver in the backfield. He can buy you he, 10 he, to he 12 can, seconds on any given play, which is insane. Throw
4: a perfect pass falling down.
5: Yes. Yeah. Uh, Which I've witnessed him do. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But you still need these guys to catch the ball. And I do, I'm still concerned about the Chiefs wide receiver core.
4: Okay. Um, Now let's talk about the 49. You you shared your biggest challenge for the 49ers, Mm -hmm. obviously, experience, lack of experience going against the most experienced team. I'm simple, I'm I'm similar to that. The 49ers, you're playing the Masters. Like you're Mm -hmm. literally Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Andy Andy Reid. This is Mahomes' fourth Super Bowl in his six seasons as a starter in the NFL. This is normal for him. Mm-hmm. This is expected. This is where he ends his season. Yep. AFC Championship games or the Super Bowl. He has all the experience. Yep. He has all of the confidence. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned, Mahomes and Kelsey have the most touchdowns by any receiver, quarterback, duo, in postseason history. Mm-hmm. And it's only been six seasons right. together. It's uh, the 49ers defense, maybe third overall in overall defense. Right. In the regular season. But they haven't faced the Chiefs this season. And the last time that they faced Mahomes in the playoffs, they lost in the
0: Super Bowl.
5: That's that's the thing that came into play, too, in the NFC Championship game against the Lions. Yeah. They were down so bad, like we talked about, in that first half. Even after the game, Steve yeah. Wilkes, the 49ers defensive coordinator, was not happy yeah. with his defensive effort. He yeah. was, he didn't see the fire that he wanted to see, and he did not see the fire that it's going to take to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, mm. even though they have so much talent. They have so much talent. They're probably the, the most talented,
4: the complete team star-studded in the NFL. Defense,
5: Pro star-studded defense, star-studded offense. Pro Bowlers everywhere. Right. At every position. Right. Yeah. And I then you have Brock Purdy. Yeah. Who was a Pro Bowler himself, for yep. the record? Yep. Uh, I just, I I worry that you, if you need that fire, yeah. I mean, this is the game that you, you're you going to have all the motivation you possibly have. Yeah. But they can't, the, the 49ers cannot get down early. Yeah. I do not trust them if they get down. Even with all of that offensive firepower, they cannot get down early. Yeah. And this defense needs to hold up it, its end of the bargain.
4: Yeah, they do. Okay. Who has the most to lose and who has the most to gain this Super Bowl? For me, Both answers are on the 49ers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Who has the most to gain? I think Brock Purdy, hands down. If he goes from the last pick in the draft to a Super Bowl champ in his second season in the NFL, he will be in a different conversation. Mm -hmm. And I think he finally gets that respect from all the haters, because there are are a lot, on Brock Purdy. You can't deny a Super Bowl championship. That's true. Who has the most... So that was, sorry, who has the most to gain? Did I say that who has the most to gain was yeah. Brock Purdy? Okay, good. So, who has the most to lose? I think it's Kyle Shanahan. Mm-hmm. Um, he has everything on his resume except a Super Bowl championship. And if he loses, his two losses in the Super Bowl will be to Andy Reid and the Chiefs. He was also the offensive coordinator for the Falcons when they blew the Super Bowl lead to Tom Brady and the Patriots mm-hmm. in that 2016 season. So, I think there's a lot riding on this for Shanahan. said, though,
5: the 2019 Super Bowl was worse than the Falcons collapse. Really? Yes. He said that.
4: Uh, well, you're the head coach. You're the so head coach. That's right. different. It, there's it more is. more responsibility. Some, yes. Like, everything kind of just lands on you. Mm-hmm. So, who do you think has the most, most to gain, I, most to lose? I
5: agree with you, but in this 49er spirit, okay. I will zig okay. when you're zagging. Okay, let's go. Um. I do think that it's Patrick Mahomes has the most to gain because mm, of the dynasty. and Andy Reid
4: because they become a dynasty with this win.
5: I did a whole piece on on FoxSports.com about Mahomes first six years versus Tom Brady's six years. Okay, First six years okay. of his career, Mahomes' stats yeah blow Tom Brady's out of the water. Oh yeah, to Mahomes' first season as starter, he led the league with 50 touchdowns. He has like we were ta- like Matt McMullen was talking about yeah. He hasn't finished less than the AFC championship it's game. Insane. His season hasn't ended before that. That's the normal. And if he was to continue at this pace, yeah. he needs three championships, though, in his first six years to tie Tom Brady. Okay. And continuing oh, on this so pace. so he needs this. He needs, I mean, there's okay. plenty of stats to say, obviously, that he has had, Tom Brady had the benefit of so many good defenses early on in his career. Yeah. You could argue that Tom Brady was purely a game manager in the first couple of years until he got Randy oh. Moss uh okay like which which like I said but you think not a bad
4: thing it's not a bad thing I think yeah you want to rebrand the image of a game manager okay right. everyone's putting there's a lot of hate surrounding it the all the cam Newton stuff coming out about the game manager mean, if you're winning games and you're on a good team it's not a bad thing like
5: I said I really think that there are at most five game changers at the quarterback position yes. in the league right now yeah probably more like three or four yeah um I also it was a different era of quarterbacking too for Tom Brady so that's why his stats don't look like they compare to like it, there was the run game was much more prevalent in the early 2000s. Yeah, You didn't have just this pass happy, in, extremely productive uh, yardage trolls, at least uh, yeah. offense. Like it wasn't the norm for quarterbacks to throw for 4000 yards when Tom Brady was first starting out each season. True. Now True. that's the benchmark for a yes. quarterback play. Right. But that being said, I think Patrick Mahomes needs this. And Andy Reid can become what just the fifth coach to have three Super Bowls. In league history. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fifth head coach with the same team. With the same team. With the same team.
4: Bill. Bill number one. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's crazy too. But on the other hand, like if Kyle Shanahan wins, it would be the first father-son head coaching duo to win titles. Like that's here's fun. like here's a that's fun really fact fun here. Uh, Ed McCaffrey and Mike Shanahan won three Super Bowls together, and now their sons, Could win Christian McCaffrey and Kyle Shanahan have a chance to win one. Football's family. together. It football is, is family. family. I don't know if you saw, but there's been like so many like fun memes and photos going around of Christian McCaffrey getting lost in the confetti when his dad uh, yes. won a Super Bowl. Yes. I mean, it's the history. These are just football families. So, yeah, that's. Huh. you guys, it's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. We're going to take a quick break here. But when we come back, how focused are the players in Sin City leaving up to the big game? You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. That's next.
10: Do
9: you love Selena?
10: Like, really love?
9: Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano.
4: Welcome back to Fox Sports Saturday. I'm Alex Curry here with Carmen Vitale. We are broadcasting live from Tyroc.com studios in Los Angeles.
5: Shortly after the show, our podcast will be going up. Oh, yeah. If you missed any of today's show, be sure to check out the podcast. Just search Fox Sports Radio wherever you get your podcast. And be sure to follow, rate, and review the podcast wherever you get them. And again, just search Fox Sports Radio, and you'll see the show posted right after we get off the air.
4: We'll also be posting it all of our social medias at Alex underscore Curry at... Carmen V. There we go. Now, I I think we've been talking about it the whole show, but Carmen and I got back from a crazy week in Vegas yesterday. I mean, Vegas was made for events like the Super Bowl. It felt like everywhere you turn, there was some sort of Super Bowl event every day, like the moment you woke up and walked out of the hotel all night. But also, what a crazy place to try not to get distracted if you're a player. I mean, Vegas is... Sin City for a reason. The mm-hmm. place is raging 24 7, casinos, betting everywhere. These players cannot yeah. bet and are encouraged not to go out. There was a quote from Patrick Mahomes telling his guys, This is a business trip. I told the guys, if we win, I'll bring everyone back to Vegas to celebrate. Mm-hmm. We just talked to their team reporter, Matt McMullen. He said, Thankfully, they're staying like, what do you say, like 40 minutes? Seven. Yeah, yeah like seven. outside of the strip. Right. But you've been a team reporter for a Super Bowl. Winning team, the yep. Tampa Bay Bucks. Take us through what this week is like, kind of leading up to the big game tomorrow.
5: Well, Matt said it too. I mean, your game plan is installed early. Yeah. You have two weeks to prepare for this game, right? So, you're 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 really prepping that first week. You're installing your game plan so that when you get to this week, when there's all of these media distractions, because even if they're not on the strip, even if they're not going to events, they were at events. They were.
4: Were they at honors Thursday? Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Okay. And then the there New Heights conference. event was, after, was the after the honors. So Travis honors, Kelsey true. was there.
5: They're, but they're not going to like the no, concerts and like I, the the clubs and whatever. I hope not. But, that, but that's exactly why you installed your game plan and everything like that last week. And so then yeah. this week, it's just about reps. It's just about fine tuning so okay. that you can handle. And then they have these media sessions every single day yeah. this past week uh, leading up to the game. So... That's why you kind of prep, you have, you need those 2 weeks to prepare. Yeah. Uh my Super Bowl was a little bit different or my Super Bowl. Bucks Super Bowl was a little <laughs> bit different cuz it was COVID. Yeah. So everything was okay. done un, was done a little bit digitally. Yeah. Uh easier for the guys. But that's exactly why you have the guys kind of stay off the strip. They stay locked in. They stay with each other. Yeah. That's how all road trips are with, with teams, is you pretty much just kind of stay in the hotel room. You, okay. If you have family in town, they come to the hotel rather yeah. than you kind of going out. Yeah. Um, I. I, I you, they kept whatever events they did do to a minimum.
4: Okay, that's good. I mean, the place to be on Thursday was NFL Honors. Everyone in the football world was there. Was there. We were there. We were. It felt like everyone who was supposed to win one, Lamar Jackson, got his second MVP. Well-deserved an incredible honor. But do you think he would trade in that MVP? For
5: a Super Bowl, absolutely. Lamar Jackson is a team guy. Football is yeah. a team sport. He would absolutely take team success over individual. Success. That's the way these guys are wired, and he wants that for the city of Baltimore, for the Ravens organization, for his teammates, all of that. I don't think it's even a question. Yeah, of giving that, of surrendering that. Because what, what is what does that get you? I mean, it's what not. It yeah, you? it's it like oh, legacy. great player.
4: But I think Super Bowls, is Bowl. a bigger
5: legacy boost. How many times we talk about Hall of Famers that are fringe Hall of Famers because they didn't win enough championships? Yeah. Or championships at all. But, like, two MVPs is, like, a... Oh, yeah. That,
4: more than one MVP, I think, kind of, like, brings you into that next level a of, like, Hall of, Hall, Fa- Hall of Famer True. if you win Super Bowls. Yeah, Yep. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you have a favorite moment
5: from NFL uh, Honors? I really... I loved... I, so, because I, I cover the NFC North for Fox Sports... Yeah. Uh, I've gotten you know Kirk Cousins a little bit. I uh, just, I love
4: yeah, the Magic it so Mike. So good. I started hysterically laughing in my oh, seat. Him and I had, Cam had Jordan. I had no Cam idea what was going on. Like all of a sudden, they just they look confused. They sold it so well. So well, they look so confused. And then like the Magic Mike guys come the guys out. Guys come out,
5: but they're in and they're in shirts. And you're like, who are these guys? What's that's happening? on the stage? Did like are they having a technical and issue? And All of a sudden, genuine's pony comes on, and I was like, oh, oh my god, it's on, it's on. And sure enough, like it, it was. was I mean, I I don't know, if, <laughs> I don't know if guys appreciated that as much. Oh, as it was beautiful. Like choreographed dance that he but practiced. The way that Kirk Cousins is able to make fun of himself constantly and still do things like that. I love is him just, for it. I love him for it. I, I love
4: do. that. I and then I also love the Walter Payton Man of the Year Sealers yeah, Cameron Hayward. I mean, yeah, how do you Hayward's not great. how do you not love this guy? He was crying when he was talking about his family. How his father that inspired him. Tonight. His mother helps run his foundation, Hayward House. He said everybody knows who he is. Oh, she is in town I mean it, he's been nominated what six times in like mm-hmm. finally won one it. like it was just it was it was a beautiful night that was my first honors so I was like yeah, I've, really I've, happy I'd only done the red right carpet I hadn't actually been
5: inside the show so that was really cool that was great I love
4: that alright now let's check in with Martin Weiss and see what's trending
10: you know I was surprised to see Kirk Cousins moving like that just a Not few bad, months after the ACL right? oh.
4: That, oh my god I was thinking about that too as Achilles
10: yeah, yeah you're right. He's yeah, he's right. He's I was Achilles. like,
5: isn't he in recovery? He should not be like grinding and moving like this right now. I think him and Aaron Rodgers had a group chat. I'm not. I'm not lying. I think that that's true. I think he talked about the fact that him and Aaron Rodgers had an Achilles group chat.
4: I okay. What okay. a chat okay. that I never want to join. Is he doing like the dolphin like? mating noises? No, no,
5: I don't think he did any of that. <laughs> I don't, don't think he did any of that. I think it was more of like <laughs> <It's> actual
9: reaction.
10: <laughs> we'll see. We'll, oh, we'll see. Hopefully uh, Aaron Rodgers able to make a recovery like Kirk Cousins. You know, We'll see if we see him Dance dancing it. with the stars or, or hey, someone else would, like, oh, down know. the line. Hot take. <laughs> Super Bowl weekend is here as the ladies was just talking about. Chiefs left guard Joe Tooney he won't play. He's ruled out with a pectoral injury. Moved to injury reserve. Nick Allegretti will start in his place. Kansas City running back Jared McKinnon active but will be again game time decision to see if he can have an impact on Super Bowl 58 49ers no starters listed on his injury report the Bears have the number one pick, and NFL media is reporting it will cost a historic amount of compensation to move off of that pick. Elsewhere in the top five, New England Patriots are maybe not looking for a historic amount of compensation, but some nonetheless. They're shopping the number three pick and it seemed like they will be addressing the quarterback position in free agency. Maybe they said, saw Kirk Cousins dancing and said, that might be our guy. Uh, former Washington offensive coordinator Ryan Grubb was slated to be the next offensive coordinator at the University of Alabama. Instead, he will go right back to Seattle. This time, though, he's the Seahawks' offensive coordinator under new head coach Mike McDonald. Los Angeles Chargers are hiring the former linebacker Navarro Bowman of the 49ers to coach their linebackers. That reunites him with his former head coach Jim Harbaugh. Oklahoma City Thunder sign Bismack Biyombo for the rest of the season. They also got pounded today by the Dallas Mavericks. 146-111, to 111. Luka Doncic with 32-9, and nine, 9 assists I should say. Uh, 76ers President Daryl Morey is, quote, hopeful that Joel Embiid will be able to return for this postseason run. Former net point guard Spencer Dinwiddie has signed with the Los Angeles Lakers $1.5 million for the remainder of the season. Uses up their mid-level exception. And the Los Angeles Clippers have beaten the Detroit Pistons the last nine times out. Pistons did have a 14-point lead at some point throughout this game, but right now they're trailing 96-92, 6.30 left in the fourth quarter. Back to you guys.
4: Thank you, Martin. You're listening to Fox Sports Saturday. I'm Alex Curry here with Carmen Vitale. We are broadcasting live from the Tyrec.com studios in Los Angeles. Thank you for spending your Super Bowl Saturday with Carmen and me. But it is time for our next guest. This man is talking football all day, every, every day. day. He is the host of NFL on Fox podcast. Please welcome Dave Hellman. Dave, how are we doing? How are we feeling today?
8: Guys, I'm ready for the Super Bowl. I feel like I've been talking about it for a month. I'm ready to go.
4: Yeah, you've been talking about it for five months. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Good point. (laughs) But this is kind of what we've all been waiting for this season. The Super Bowl, less than 24 hours away. We have a 2020 rematch with some incredible stories in this game. But what's the storyline that you're most excited about?
8: i think i mean excited i you know there's so much more to it and when you break down the strategy obviously there's it goes way deeper than this but i i just i really enjoy what super Bowls do for legacies and like i know patrick mahomes is obviously going to get a lot of talk this week about chasing brady and all that good stuff but the other side of it is way more interesting to me uh, because this is this is Kyle Shanahan's second shot as a head coach, yeah. third shot total. Um, you know, we know what happened the last two times he was in this game. It hasn't gone well for him in the second half. Uh, and I, I love the kind of dichotomy between this is – Especially, you know, now that Bill Belichick is out of the league, other than Andy Reid, maybe Mike Tomlin, this is the most respected head coach in yeah. the NFL. Mm-hmm. His his offense has completely infiltrated the league. Like, everything about the way the league looks right now is due in large part to Kyle Shanahan. He's got uh, such a wonderful resume, and, and his ability speaks for itself. But he hasn't gotten over the hump. And if he doesn't tomorrow, now you're talking about – as the head coach, and and also when you add the Atlanta collapse on top of that when he was with the Falcons, Mm -hmm. um, it's very interesting to think that a guy who's done so much right could have that monkey on his back. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know if anybody in this game wants it more than Kyle Shanahan does, and that's obviously saying a lot.
4: I mean, there's also been a lot of talk about his QB, Brock Purdy. He's gotten a lot of doubt a lot of hate but in his first full season he has led this team to the super bowl what does a win tomorrow mean for his career
8: it's funny because uh, i mean i think it could mean everything you know and and it kind of goes back to Kyle Shanahan too of like if you get it then you you've got it from here on out yeah. and if you don't like how how demoralizing is it for the 49ers to like to start over again yeah. like what don't they what don't they have right now you know like everything this is, they got all you could ask for, and and I think most people would agree this isn't a bad Chiefs team, but it's the worst Chiefs team of the of the Mahomes era. Yes. And so, if you if you don't get over the hump here, when is it ever going to happen? And to take that back to Brock Purdy, it's fascinating to think if Purdy doesn't win, I'm not saying that the Niners are going to dump him. Yeah. But, you know, he's he's a seventh-round pick playing on a rookie deal. Yep. They haven't committed to him beyond the next two years. And depending how he plays, I mean, just just wait for, for the talk shows on Monday if Brock Purdy <laughs> plays the way he did against Baltimore, for example. You know, if he just has a terrible game yep. and and doesn't look ready for the moment, now now you're thinking about, like, oh, yeah, the 49ers sold the farm to try to get a better quarterback. That's how they wound up with Trey Lance. Kyle yeah. Shanahan knew what he was looking for, whereas if Brock Purdy wins – it reminds me a lot of Tom Brady, honestly, where mm-hmm. you kind of buy yourself the street cred of, yeah, of course we're going to commit to Brock Purdy. Of course he's going to be our quarterback for the long term. And, you know, I-, I think this game, obviously it cements his legacy because he wins the Super Bowl as a yeah. starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. But winning this game, I think, cements him as the quarterback of the 49ers for at least the next four five, six years. Whereas, uh, you know, if, if, he, if he doesn't, I'm not going to say all bets are off, but yeah. I think the, the future is a little bit murkier.
5: I'm glad you brought up the Tom Brady comparison, though, because I talked earlier on the show about how you, could, you would classify Tom Brady probably early in his career as more of a game manager. And we've had that term thrown around so much in this postseason in general when it comes to Brock Purdy. My argument, though, is that it's not a bad thing. But listening to you talk just now – it's kind of like walking a tightrope. It's how it's not a bad thing if you continue to win and your team continues to do well, but you don't have the benefit of the doubt as a game manager when your team doesn't do well. So where do you fall on the game manager conversation? And can Brock Purdy surpass that like Brady yeah. did into kind of the game changer qualification or classification with kind of these this Super Bowl win or with sustained success
8: it's it's such a fun conversation and i i mean I think Kyle Shanahan's talked about it. I, I think we've kind of lost the plot in this whole conversation yes. because like, you know, Carmen, our colleague, Henry McKenna wrote a great story this week about how, I mean, you could argue Patrick Mahomes is doing a better job of managing the game this mm. year than he ever has in his entire mm. life. You know, he, he doesn't have the explosive element of his offense. Like those crazy, Deep shots and, and amazing plays that we're used to associating with Patrick Mahomes haven't been there all year. He's just operating his team's offense at an insane level. Mm-hmm. So really, when you talk about game changers – Uh, I I mean, I think every quarterback has to manage a game. And when you talk about a game changer, you really just mean a guy who is a freakish talent. uh, That's just incredibly hard to find, whether that's Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, going back to Cam Newton. I think that's really what that means. But every quarterback has to manage a game at some point in his career. And I do love, I love the parallel to Tom Brady, because you're Mm -hmm. right. Like Tom Brady he, he came through in the clutch early in his career, but he was limited as a quarterback. Like mm-hmm. the, the Patriots were not asking him to do the heavy lifting on those teams. But what happened? He cashed in on his early opportunities. He won the first Super Bowl he mm-hmm. ever played in. He won the first three Super Bowls he ever played in. And obviously, when you have that guy, you're going to commit to him. Mm-hmm. Brady did not become the elevating factor of his team until year 7, 8, 9 in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, 07 was a long time after 2001 so you've got to cash in on these opportunities in order to stay around long enough and yeah that's exactly my point if Brock Purdy wins then I think he's in place as the Niners quarterback for like I said at least the next half decade and maybe he has a chance to become a guy that you can build your team around whereas if he doesn't now you're back in the same conversation the Niners were in four years ago where it's like yeah Jimmy's good but can we win a Super Bowl with this guy Mm -hmm.
4: Well, let's talk about the other guy, because Patrick Mahomes is heading to his fourth Super Bowl in his six seasons as a starter. He's already won two. What would it mean for Mahomes' legacy to win a third tomorrow? Is he officially a dynasty, or the Chiefs officially a dynasty?
8: So I think this, I have a I have a more forgiving definition of these ah, things than a of lot those. of people like <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, the, the Chiefs are a dynasty right now, in my opinion. Yeah? I mean... Okay. We we haven't played an AFC Championship game without them since 2017 right. and they've already Facts. won they've won multiple Super Bowls they've been in two more maybe they'll win another one so I think they already are and the fun thing for Patrick Mahomes is I don't think he has a whole lot to lose in this game like for no. me personally yeah. for me personally Patrick Mahomes is one of the five best to ever do it today he could retire right now Yeah, Yeah. and so that's a great place for him to be. But if you win, I think it really kickstarts that conversation. And, and, you know, I think, you know, he was asked about it on, on Monday night at the opening ceremonies of, like, seven is the number. And really, from here on out, like, MVPs don't matter. Touchdown passes don't matter. Like, the final stats don't matter. It's just about the number seven. And if he wins tomorrow night, then... He's he's base he's you know he's halfway there ish with I don't know probably another decade plus to play I mean I don't know if he's going to play as long as Brady did but he's going to have a hell of a lot more opportunities to do this and you think about it he already won one with a lesser team last year and he might do it again and you know you imagine with the Chiefs track, uh, track record in the draft they're going to do a good job of restocking that offense for him and and yeah I mean if he wins. I feel comfortable saying if I already think he's one of the five best, then then if he wins tomorrow, he's well on his way to being, uh, if not better than Brady, then right there with him by the time his career's over.
4: All right, Dave. Before we let you go, this one's got to be quick. Who's winning the Super Bowl tomorrow? Who's your pick?
8: I said it on the NFL on Fox pod. Okay. This game gives this game gives me deja vu. I, I think the Niners are a much better team on paper, but so were the Eagles last year, and. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's cliche, and maybe it's oversimplified, but I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes. There I think it. that defense... <gasps> it's so hard it to. You can't. You can't in the postseason. I'll take the defense to limit the Niners just enough for oh. Pat to do his magic, and oh. I've got the Chiefs winning by four or five.
4: Okay, and then... You and me. Simpatico. Yeah, so Simpatico, Mahomes, my friend. MVP, then?
8: I mean, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean... If the quarterback plays well, yes. then then he's going to win it. So yeah, I would imagine this will be Super Bowl MVP number three for old Patrick. Oh
4: man, Dave, thank you so much for all of your insight and joining us. <laughs> thank Have you, thank a you, thank wonderful
5: you. Super Bowl tomorrow. We'll be tuning into the NFL on Fox podcast.
4: Yeah, make sure uh, re- I appreciate to
3: that, guys. Thank you.
4: <laughs> all right, we're going to take one more break here. When we come back, Carmen and I are giving our oh, game God. picks oh, some Super Bowl prop bets. It all comes down to this. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Welcome back to Fox Sports Saturday. I'm Alex Curry here with Carmen Vitale. We are broadcasting live from Tyrex.com studios in Los Angeles. And it is officially time, you guys, for our Super Bowl picks, sprinkled in with some prop bets. So, Producer Patrick, lead us through.
6: All right. Alex and Carmen, yeah. we got the Super Bowl tomorrow. Woo! 58 on top. We got the Niners taking on the Chiefs. And I'll tell you what. Yeah. The favorite is slight, but it is turning to the San Francisco 49ers, wow. two and a half point Ow. favorites.
4: Okay, so that's kind of, it's gone from two and a half to one and a half. That's just, yeah. a that's yeah. just a
6: straight
5: up pick then. That's not even a spread at this no. point. No,
4: no. All right. So we're starting with who's winning.
6: Well, who's, who's winning? Who's winning
4: the game? Okay, you yeah. guys, this is, <sighs> this is hard for me. This was hard. I'm in a bit of a pickle because when we made our brackets at the start of the postseason, I picked the 49ers to win it all. But then I said, if the Kansas City Chiefs win the AFC championship game, I am never betting against Patrick Mahomes again. So here we are. (sighs) I picked the 49ers at the start to win. And then I said, I'm never betting against the Chiefs in the playoffs. So what am I going with? I'm going with the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid because they just put on a master class once the postseason hits. And I said, you cannot bet against this man. He is the best quarterback in the game right now. Give me Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs.
5: Yeah, this isn't hard for me because I learned that lesson a long time ago. Uh, Andy Reid, given two, giving two weeks to prepare for I, this insane. game I can't bet against him. It's I can't hard, bet right? against Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey who have rediscovered their connection after it faltering a little bit in the regular season. I'm I'm picking the Chiefs too.
4: Do you know what worries me is everyone's picking the Chiefs right now? And it, that's and true. that's when the 49ers it's, are gonna win. It's right. like everyone's betting against us now. Like I ugh, I don't feel great about this. No, but that's what's gonna make it such a good game. Uh, okay. All right.
6: All right, so we have our winners. Okay. Now who is gonna be the MVP? Of said game.
4: Well, I picked uh, Chief, so I'm going Patrick Mahomes. He's going, you know, he's two for three in Super Bowls. He's two for three as a Super Bowl MVP. If they win, it's going to be because of Patrick Mahomes.
5: I think that there is a chance that it could end up being Travis Kelsey. Because if he makes some sort of game-winning play, clutch play, the way that he caught that ball fadeaway style – uh, let's, you know, I mean, we, Taylor Swift. We all, we're leaning into the Taylor Swift I thing.
4: I am here for all of so, it. So, I love the it MVP so much. Okay. Anyways. Love it. Let's get some some prop bets. All
6: right. We got some prop bets. Okay. Now, ladies, we have, of course, at the end of the game, we have the aforementioned Gatorade yeah. color. What color are we going with?
4: Easy. I'm doing red since both teams are red. Dramatic effect. Also, like, bad blood for the Swifties. Oh, yeah. No, let's it's go. got to be red. It's
6: got to be this red. Is, this is red versus red, red. Taylor's version.
4: Right. <laughs> I love it. Okay, next. All
6: right, next. Of course, at the beginning of the game, we have a coin toss. What are we going? Heads or tails? Like
4: People bet a lot of money on this, which is crazy. They do.
5: It's a 50-50 chance. Right.
4: I'm going to take heads.
5: Oh, tails never fails. Every time. Oh, damn. Every time. Okay.
6: And twice on Sunday, literally. I'm here for it. All right. We got that. Now... Of course, Taylor Swift's going to be at the game,
4: and there's prop bets, and
6: there are prop there's bets. There's
4: a lot of prop bets for the Swifties, you In guys. In fact, yeah.
6: How many times will the broadcast show Taylor over under is at five and a half points? Over, easy, because easy it's over. it's going
4: to be before the anthem, during the anthem, and then any time that Travis Kelsey touches the ball,
5: especially if the Chiefs win too. Can you think about the post game? It's all it's gonna all going to be. I'm going to be Taylor, I'm be Taylor over so like, fast, so hard.
6: All right, now speaking of Tay Tay, uh, Tony Romo is going to be covering the game. Which <laughs> Taylor Swift song do you think he will reference first?
5: Bad blood, what's, immediately. What's her most favorite, fam- famous song? Shake it off. Shake it off. Like maybe it's I, don't know. I feel like he's got it. He's going to take the low hanging fruit. So whatever okay. her most famous song. I'm, is, I'm not bad a Swiftie, blood. So Okay, I got
6: to know. And then whatever. one more. Final one. Halftime show opener for Usher. What song?
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I yeah. think that's going to be in the middle somewhere. Oh. Maybe ending. I'm going with. Oh my God. Can you imagine like him coming oh out with the lights god. coming
4: out? Oh my god. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much for spending your Saturday afternoon with Carmi and me. Have a fun
2: and safe Super Bowl weekend, and I hope you